Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzone Hour Broadcasting Politics. We're back again. For another exciting show, tonight we'll have U.S. Army Chaplain Colonel David Giamani and Troy Anderson, authors of the Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle Tester Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Soul for End Times. That is the show for tonight. Let me start off with COVID. Well, we just had a 39-year-old young lady from the state of Utah perfectly healthy, took the first COVID vaccine, took the second one, in a couple of days she was dead, totally dead. I mean, uh, then we have six countries in Europe that have said to AstraZeneca, another of those far, big pharma companies making the killer shot, uh, that we're going to stop because it's creating blood clots, you know? So you won't hear that. You won't hear that in the mainstream media. That, those things will not be discussed. But we here at the Cisco and Fossil Hour, we are going to report it. We're going to report what's going on uh, in the current situation with vaccines, uh, how the lockdowns have not worked. We have a Stanford University professor who has studied lockdowns and, and the whole situation with, the, with COVID and said, basically, the lockdowns have been a failure. We're also seeing in countries like the UK, schools are back 100%. No mass mandate. Also in Japan. Also in, in the Netherlands. So why are we still you know, basically looking at a situation where all our kids are basically working remote. I mean, going to school remote. And if the ones that do go to school are basically using, have to use a mask. Even some schools in Ohio are asking for the mask to be double, double the mask for kids. So, you know, and, and that's what. Cisco, yeah, go ahead. I have to tell you, go ahead. the worst part of the lockdown is for the special needs children because, uh, uh, I mean, I have uh, relatives that uh, are involved, and they say that as difficult as it is to teach special needs children in person remotely right. is extremely difficult. So it impacts those children even more so, like they need that. Anyway, go ahead. Right, right, right. So the case that really, all the cases have upset me, but the case in Utah really upset me because this, it, it's been proven that this young lady, 39 years old, was a healthy young lady uh, and totally disappeared. Also, the other, the other part of this is that we still have a stimulus package, $1.4 trillion, and the majority of the money is not for COVID vaccine or, or COVID, or COVID um, relief. It's not. Nope. It's, it's, to it's, basically, uh, it's basically Merry it's Christmas to them all. Help. This, this go. Yeah, it's basically mostly to relief for the major cities the major blue states that are suffering are basically going to get that relief. So, right, get and it, it had nothing to do with, with, with COVID. <laughs> they, they just it, it, they just mismanaged fraudulent s holes, if you excuse my expression. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. That's that's totally true. So when you start looking at what the whole situation with COVID, it's a money making for the pharmaceutical industry. The pharmaceutical industry is making a lot of money on this. And I don't have a problem with with uh, businesses making money, but I do have a problem with uh, businesses that are basically attempting to, to create more of a pandemic that's not actually a pandemic, okay? It's been created to be a pandemic. But anyway, let, let me, let, let's call our guests uh, and see, because I'm... I'm, I'm Right. While you're doing that, I just wanted to say my position on the vaccination is clear. I am not getting a shot for a germ with a 99 point something survival. No, thank you. Hold, 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 hold on. Troy, welcome to the Cisco and Falzone Hour, Broadcasting Politics. How are you? Oh, uh, great. It's uh, great to be on your show. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I just basically did a basic introduction. You're the authors of the Military Guide to Armageddon, Battle-Tested Strategies to Prepare Your Life and Solve for End Times. And one of the topics that, that we're, we're going to be covering tonight, uh, of many, is the National Guard, why are they staying through the fall of 2021? And, but if you want to add more to your, um, the reason you wrote the book and, 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 and more of a background so. A lot of our audiences uh, get a chance to know more about you and David. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, you, you know, so I've, I've been a journalist for uh, for three decades. I worked at the LA Daily News for many years. Uh, I was nominated for a Pulitzer Prize at one point, and written uh, uh, three best-selling books: the, the, the Babylon Code and Trumpocalypse, and now the Military Guide to Armageddon. And, and essentially, for the last, I'm an investigative journalist, so essentially for the last uh, decade. I've been investigating this question, are, are we really moving into these end-time events that the Bible talks about? And so I've done, you know, a couple hundred interviews, read hundreds of books, gone through, you know, tens of thousands of pages of government and academic documents. Um, you know, I interviewed Billy Graham several years ago. He said, you know, signs of the end of the age are converging for the first time since Jesus made those predictions. And there's sort of a consensus among all these major faith leaders that they, they believe this is really happening in fact, there's, there's just a, a, a LifeWay research poll that came out that says that now that nine in ten pastors now see signs of the end times in current events. And then I also interviewed uh, experts on the secular side, experts at existential risk institutes at, at Harvard right. and MIT and Oxford. Uh, Oxford has a Future of Humanity Institute, and they issue annual reports on the top ten threats facing humanity. And it's things like you know nuclear war, extreme climate change, artificial intelligence, but they even say that a global totalitarian government is one of the top threats facing the world. So, so they, they you know people like Noam Chomsky, they they believe that we're approaching the end of human civilization unless you know humanity takes drastic actions. So, so we sort of explore these these things in our first two books and in this new book, Military Guide Armageddon. I teamed up with a U.S. Army chaplain and Colonel David Giamona. And uh, to, to help get people ready for whatever, you know, is coming next. We've seen the coronavirus, you know, pandemic, the lockdowns, the loss of freedoms, just everything that's happening now. And this book is designed to sort of take you through the making of a warrior process that the military uses to transform uh, civilians into soldiers. And we, we equate that in, uh, you know, putting on the full armor of God, you know, uh, drawing closer to God and, and you know, because that's ultimately the, the the way we're going to get through whatever's uh, you know coming down the pike next. Definitely, definitely, and and, and uh, like I, I was mentioning in the beginning, I'm very excited about having you on the program, and uh, you and, and, and David. Um, fortunately, I think David is not able to make it tonight. Um, yeah, he, he so. he's tra- traveling on on the road. I, I yeah, that's yes, that's what I uh, I was informed. Now, one of the things that really took a, a, a huge interest in me is the whole thing with the National Guard in Washington, D.C. You know, we were told initially National Guard was going to be there because of the inauguration of Joe Biden. And, and it was going to be, you know, just basically because they were expecting uh, during the inauguration that there was going to be something drastic that was going to happen. And everyone accepted that. Everyone accepted 
to the point where we said, okay, now they've gone beyond this. What is your take as an investigative journalist? What is your take regarding what actually is actually happening and why is the National Guard in, in D.C. now? We're hearing for an extended period, even up like through the fall, through the fall. You, you know, as far as I know about the American history, I mean, this is pretty much unprecedented that we've had this this military occupation of our capital, sort of guarding the the yeah. seat of power in, in Washington D.C. You know, as as I investigated, you know, what's really happening in geopolitics, you know, essentially what I found is that that there's there's a an elite around the world. They're very wealthy, powerful people that want to move us into this new, you know, new system, this new right. uh, world system. You know, Klaus Schwab is uh, the founder of the World Economic yes. Forum. He came out last summer and announced the Great Reset of Capitalism. Yes. And so, and if you go on the the website, United Nations, they clearly lay out sort of the the grand plan. It's, it's, it's you know, it used to be called Agenda 21. Now it's called Agenda. 2030, sustainable development, all these, you know, sort of keywords and and different things. But if you just read on the websites, they sort of lay out what they want to do. And so I I think what we're seeing is there's, there's massive propaganda going on. There's massive brainwashing, you know, psychological operations, like a term they use in the military. And, you know, of course we heard about the fake news. And uh, so there's, there's this massive deception going on in society. And, And like we, Talk about in the military guide to Armageddon, something's called the, the center of gravity in the military. And uh, this is the concept that if you target this particular thing, um, then you can take out the, the enemy. So like in World War II, for, for the Allies, the center of gravity was, was you know, Normandy, the beaches of Normandy and D-Day. That, was gonna, that, was the, you know, that, that attack crushed the forces of Hitler and helped, helped the Allies you know, beat back the Nazis. Right. But today... The center of gravity is everything that we see happening. I believe, and and I've you know investigated this for a decade. It's all it's all designed to move us into this new system that they want to bring online. And so the the fact that we've got a military occupation of the capital, it, it's connected to that. You know, it's it's like some kind of psychological intimidation. You know, and um, you know beyond just the, the you know the security matters and that kind of thing. So there's very complex things going on behind the scenes, and and that's part of it, I believe. Yeah, by the way, uh, Mark Fossone is a co-host. And, and Mark, do you have a question for Troy regarding uh, the National Guard? Um, no, I just wanted to put my uh, two cents in for the National Guard, why they're there. Number one, when you fraudulently steal an election and then proceed, yeah. and, and you know you're going to proceed to pillage the U.S. Treasury and pass other legislation contrary to the wishes of three-quarters of the population, yeah, you're going to surround yourself with a Praetorian Guard and a, uh, you know, New Berlin Wall. That's how I see it. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I, and I, and I, think, I think what Troy, Troy mentioned, and I, I, you hit it right in the nail. I mean, uh, the whole thing with the Great Reset, um, if people, if, if the listening audience that does not know about the Great Reset, please educate yourself on it because that is, the direction that not just for the United States, this is a global initiative. And you were right, Klaus Schwab, you know, who's, uh, who's the, uh, the director, founder of, of the World Economic Forum, where, where all the elites meet every year at Davos, Switzerland, is actually spearheading uh, the, this whole project. But in regards to the Washington scenario, uh, it, it, isn't it Interesting that we're seeing the the borders open up for the individuals just basically walking right through. And then we have a wall that is protecting these politicians from the American people. Isn't that kind of interesting coincidence or or, or it, it was planned out that way? Yeah, and that's the great irony of this whole situation is, uh, you know, the, the, the globalists, you know, are, are in favor of these open borders throughout the world uh, because this, you know, essentially helps them, you know, push push this idea of we're all global citizens like they're teaching, you know, kids in school now. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's a 
United Nations, uh, you know, Common Core, you might have heard about that. There's been yeah. sort of an, you know, it's changed names over the decades, but there's sort of an indoctrination that's now global in, in scope, and they're trying to sort of get us used, you know, the younger people are used to this idea of being global citizens. We're going to join the world together. I mean, it all sounds like a wonderful thing, right? We could sort of have this utopian kind of, uh, you know, society, and we can solve all these great problems. But what, what you know, what, what's being forgotten here is human nature, <laughs> And, uh, you know, Lord, Lord Acton, uh, you know, made it quite clear that power, absolute power corrupts and or power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so if, if we end up with some kind of, you know, world system where you've got, you know, the guys at Davos or whoever it is in charge of the whole thing, and they're sort of these faceless bureaucrats, they're not elected and and uh, they're, they're supposedly you know looking out for our best interest, you know, just, just look at history whenever, you know, power gets, you know, uh, uh, brought together at the top in the authoritarian or dictator kind of fashion is it's always a, a gigantic bloodbath and um so that's that's the danger of what what's happening here and uh, so yeah you see you have this this irony that the, you know the, the, we have this military occupation of our capital and yet they want to open the borders and, and yeah. let everybody you know move around pre- freely which you know, I mean, I think there's there's statistics that show something like I can't remember the exact number, but something like hundreds of millions of people would love to come to America. You know, for all the the goodies and the freebies and the you know great yeah. great uh, country we have here. But if you did that, you know, our debt's already worth thirty trillion dollars yeah. in national debt <laughs> now. How much higher could you go before the whole thing, you know, just completely collapses? Yeah, it it, it just keeps going up. I mean, thirty trillion by the time. Uh, uh, our current administration is going to be in the 40s uh, at the rate that we're going. Uh, as a matter of fact, you're, you're mentioning that the, the, the actual fort, I, I think you called it the Fort Pelosi, it's costing $500 million. That, that, that to, to, to me, is outrageous, the, the, the protection uh, of the capital is costing that much money, and most Americans probably are not aware that it's costing that. You, you know, I've been a journalist for for three decades. I worked at you know newspapers for twenty years. Yeah, I write for different magazines now, Newsmax and different magazines. And for many, you know, when I went to journalism school, they they taught us, you know, we're supposed to be watchdogs. We're supposed to like, you know, we're we're sort of the last line of defense against tyranny. If right. all the checks and balances fail, you still got the fourth estate, you still got the media. But now, unfortunately, you know the media sort of in lockstep with this whole agenda, the mainstream media. And you know, so in the past, you know, we, we would try to, you know, sort of the check and balance on corruption in government, overspending, you know, that kind of thing to bring some sanity uh, to, to government spending. But now that's all been blown out of the water. Now we're just, you know, we're, we're passing these multi-trillion dollar stimulus packages. And, you know, of course, the American public likes that they're, they're getting, you know, free checks in the mail, but, you know, nobody's common sense is not being, is not prevailing here because, you know, the, the like you said, the debt's just skyrocketing. I mean, I, I don't know how many years it took to go from 20 trillion to 30 trillion, but it, it, right. I think maybe a year or two, you know, so at, at this rate, you know, we're going to be in Weimar territory and, and not not too long. So, so we need to we need to rein back this this crazy spending before we you know because if America goes down economically, it'll take the whole planet down with it. You know. Well, you know, and, and this is this is going to sound a little conspiracy, but uh, as a conspiracy, but I think I think the whole thing with uh, uh, the objective of the globalists and, and Klaus Schwab and, and the Bill Gates and the Soros of the world is basically to bring it down, break it down. So then this way they can do the great reset. <laughs> Would you see it from a, from a biblical point of view? Yeah. yeah Cause this is what, you know, so I've interviewed many of these Bible Bible scholars, Bible prophecy scholars, and, and yeah. they've all they've long puzzled, you know, how does the Antichrist come to power? How does this actually happen? So, the, you know, one of the one of the greatest evidences that we're moving into this end time system that the Bible talks about is that we have all the technologies in place for the first time in history. You could actually have a, a global economic system like the Bible talks about, you know, the mark of the beast, you can't buy or sell without this. You know, today we have artificial intelligence, we have electronic banking, we have microchip implants, we have the surveillance state. 
I mean, you've got all the technologies in place so you could actually have this system. But right. the, the big question was, you know, I mean, we have we have nation states all over the world. Everybody likes, you know, be American or be a French person or, you know, German or African or, you know, you know different nations around the world. And so how do you how do you get all these countries to give up their sovereignty and join this global system? So the the speculation's always been there's got to be some massive great crisis. And and what we've seen in history is if there's a massive economic crisis, that's that's what uh, you know people will do anything in a gigantic, you know, a great depression kind of situation. They'll give up all their freedoms, they'll they'll go along with anything. So that may very well be what's going on here is that the great reset is, you know, is going to happen after this, you know, some kind of economic crash where the world is, you know, scrambling to, you know, survive and there's, you know, high unemployment and hunger, you know, potentially in places around the world and, you know, that kind of thing. So in our last book, Trumpocalypse, we actually had a chapter called the great reset because, um, the former director of IMF, uh, Christine Lagarde, or maybe she's still the director, I forget now, but she, she was talking about the Great Reset a few years ago. So this is something they've been floating this concept for, for a few years now, and that's one of the ideas is that, you know, potentially, you know, maybe this is sort of a planned kind of event that they will help them, you know, usher in this, this new system. Right, right. That's, that, that's the whole objective. Uh, but in, in regards to the the – the biblical biblical times uh, is that truly the end game? The end game because I've heard certain end games could be also with uh, an, an EMP attack that would destroy civilizations. So in your in your interviews. Do they consider this to be the end game, uh, where we have a cashless society, where we basically have all these, you know, privacy? Forget it. There's no privacy in the world, totally. I mean, as a matter of fact, we're we're already there in a, in a lot of countries. I mean, you go to you go to the UK, surveillance. I mean, they they have a watch. They watch you every bit. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. And other parts of the country, China too, the same thing. So, in your experience interviewing a lot of these biblical experts, uh, is this the end game? The the Great Reset is that the? Uh, would you consider that to be the uh, end game for? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the. That's what. That's what their their key focus is. This Great Reset. You know, of course, there's. Um, you know, in these books, we also explored. You know, because the first book I wrote was called The Babylon Code. So the Babylon Code explored this great mystery in the Bible. Uh, it's referred to as Mystery Babylon in Revelation 17 to 18 and Babylon the Great. And so it's, 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 a, it's one of the Bible's greatest mysteries. Scholars have puzzled over what the Apostle John was talking about for, for you know, for centuries. And, um, and so the, the story of Babylon, you know, begins at the Tower of Babel. You know, Nimrod was sort of considered the first... Uh, you know, Antichrist kind of figure. He he presides over what was then sort of a, a global system, and he builds this great tower. Maybe it's like an astrological, some kind of a cult tower. Maybe it allowed demonic entities into our dimension. Uh, but but you know, the story of the Bible tells us that you know God had told them to told people to scatter around the world, and yet they they gathered together, built cities, so built this great tower, and uh, so he came down, saw what was happening, and confounded the languages. And then, you know, eventually, because they couldn't communicate with any, each other anymore, they spread around the world and, and eventually had nation states. So, so it's sort of seen that, you know, God's plan for humanity was to have nation states, sort of a, a check and balance. He wouldn't have a, a global dictator. And then, you know, throughout the Bible, uh, Babylon plays a central role in the books of the prophets. And then, you know, eventually it reemerges in Revelation of, the, of this mystery Babylon. What is mystery Babylon? And so, you know, the Babylon Code explored that. And, um, you know, as part of this, uh, you know, essentially, you know, Babylon is sort of like the, the human empire opposed to God. So we, so we believe it's, it's a global system. It's part of this great reset. So what we're seeing emerge now, sort of this reemergence of Babylon. In fact, I think Amazon just came out and uh, announced plans for a, a new building here in America. I forget where, but it looks like the Tower of Babel. And then in the European Union, 
you know, their, their parliament building is a replica of the Tower of Babel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like, at the Super Bowls here a few years ago, they, somebody sang the song Nimrod. And so there's all this sort of Babylonian kind of stuff, especially in, in Europe. And, um, and so one of, the, one of the questions about uh, Revelation 17 to 18 is it says that Babylon is destroyed essentially in one hour by fire and that the merchants of the world have grown rich off of trading with her. There's this queen that sits on many waters uh, mourned mourned her burning because in one hour it's all destroyed and and uh this great uh power and and uh everybody got rich off of trading with and so this you know one of the speculations has been could that could that be america and um so uh, you know that's one of the one of the theories that that's been promulgated so so could there be some kind of nuclear attack emp attack or something like right. that there's there's one guy interviewed uh, peter pry he's a former cia analyst and he's been writing articles for Newsmax for quite some time, you know, warning of the danger of an EMP attack. You know, Russia and China have developed these super EMP weapons, and, um, you know, they could be launched off of container ships or submarines or, you know, or detonated. Uh, uh, there's, there's also speculation they may have that North Korea may actually have them in satellites over and over America, so they could potentially detonate these, and if, if it actually worked, you know, they possibly could knock out our electric grid and, right. you know, and, you know, we'd just be sitting ducks then. And uh, yeah. by, by some estimates, if we lost electricity here because everything's electronic, uh, you know, we, we could lose a very substantial part of the population within a year, you know, just from, you know, nuclear reactors going Fukushima and, you know, yeah. fires sparked by gas lines exploding and, and lack of food, lack of water, you know, just be chaos. And it would be an easy way to take down America. And we've never, like, hardened our grid. So Peter Pry has been urging the government and President, you know, former President Trump was taking some action to try to harden this against an EMP attack. But I don't know where, where it's all at now. So there's those are sort of the two things that, that, that Bible prophecy scholars believe could, you know, because essentially America stands in the way of this, this globalist, you know, regime, right. this globalist plan. And so if you take down America in some way, either economically or you know something terrible like that, uh, then you know they can move forward with, with this this plan. So that's two of the, the primary ways that the people you know the scholars wonder, you know, how could this this global system you know come about? Yeah, no, no, uh, excellent analysis. I mean, I, I I loved it because I I believe that that's you know we have the situation for anyone out there who doesn't know what an EMP is, an electric magnetic pulse that can basically you know, put us back into uh, anti um, civilization. We will be just like the old days: no water, no electricity, anything. Um, for anyone out there who did not know what EMP is, now in regards to the military scenario, we had the situation in in the in the South China Sea, in the China Strait. Uh, which is basically, you know, the Chinese, uh, the Navy protecting the the, uh, the Taiwanese. And then we have, you know, we have Iran and Israel in the Middle East. So all these scenarios are basically starting to really get heated. Where, where, where do we see that biblical time come? Is it going to be the Middle East? Is it, is it going to be Asia? You know where 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 is that going to start according to biblical times? Yeah, so so you know the Bible does talk about the kings of the east playing a role at, during the tribulation. Like there's a it talks about the kings of the east and even like a 200 million man army uh, attacking uh, you know Israel and and the, I think the forces of the Antichrist if I remember correctly. And so yeah, so so China or, or the Asian countries you know play some kind of role in in the in you know book of revelation in the bible and then of course the middle east certainly plays a big role i mean there's all kinds of nations that are named in the bible that, that currently exist today or, or did exist in the past and you know israel is the key nation and uh, you know, what bible prophecy scholars believe is that sort of this prophetic countdown to armageddon began when israel was reborn as a nation in 1948 you know, there's verses in the Bible that talk about the re rebirth of Israel, essentially, in, in the last days. 
And then, you know, the, the Jews have been scattered for 2,000 years following the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. You know, they're scattered throughout the entire world. You know, we've got a very large population here in America, and there was a you know pretty large population in Europe until, you know, World War II and the Holocaust. And then after that, you know, a lot of Jews started going moving to, to Israel. And in 1948, Israel was actually reborn as a nation, which is a, these prophecies in the Bible. I mean, I've, I've studied, I became interested in Bible prophecy when I was 11. I read, uh, my youth pastor gave me a copy of Hal Lindsey's The Late Great Planet Earth. And so, you know, I essentially spent, you know, 40 years reading these books and studying this topic. And there's all these prophecies in the Old Testament that predicted the, the coming of Jesus and all kinds of details about him. He would be born in Bethlehem and and the crucifixion, and the whole, and the whole nine yards, and all those prophecies were, were fulfilled to the T. So, I mean, it's one of the greatest proofs that the Bible is true, is because only God would know what the future is, and only God could inspire all these different, you know, prophets and biblical writers over, you know, many, many centuries in different places to write this coherent narrative and, and predictions that all came true with Christ's first coming. And then right. there's there's hundreds and hundreds of prophecies about the second coming and the tribulation and everything that will essentially what you know what we you know believe is happening now or beginning stages of it. And so the Middle East plays a very central role in this. And so today also for the first time in history, all the major players are in place. You've got Iran, which you know used to be called uh, uh, Persia. You've got Israel back there. Um, you've got uh, Turkey, you know, is becoming a major player in the Middle East. <clears throat> you know, China's becoming a very strong power. There's also stuff in, in the Bible that talks about Gog and Magog and the speculation that could be Russia. And, you know, of course, you know, Russia's a very uh, heavily armed country. <coughs> right. So so all, all these different things are, are lined up militarily for these, you know, these great battles that the, uh, that the, the Bible talks about. Well, those, those are going to be important areas, but as we continue to see the U.S. military intentionally be degraded by this current administration, where do you see the military, you know, handling these, these, these events? Yeah, oh, so. Before you answer, uh, um, Troy, I have a 605-496, do you have a question for Troy? Oh, I just got here. I wanted to listen for a couple of minutes. Are you taking oh, okay, callers great. to participate in this? Are you taking oh, callers yes. to participate in this discussion? Yes, yes. But if you want to hold on okay. and, and want to wait, and, yes, Troy. So go ahead and, and, and um, proceed with the uh, your response. Um. Go ahead and let him ask his question. I, I got a cough, and I just took a oh, cough oh, drop. Okay. Uh, let me see. If you all, right, I have a, so all right, I have a question. Okay, okay. I have a question for you. Okay, according okay, to the headline and the marquee, um, you're wondering about why is the uh, National Guard still around? Is there any consensus point of view that you guys have come to so far about why? I mean, as, in other words, are there more than one theory that you guys have bandied around already? Well, Troy, you want to uh, respond to that? Well, yeah, what we said earlier is that, um, you know, uh, it, it does seem sort of, sort of strange. I mean, sort of unprecedented in American history. We had this military occupation of the Capitol. You know, of course, there was concerns about the, the Capitol riot. But we're now, you know, two months past that, and, and now it's being announced it's going to continue to September. So the question is, you know, why why this military presence? And so, you know, you know, one one thing I'd said is, you know, could, could this be part of sort of like this uh, a psychological operation, sort of this in, intimidation? You know, the, the the globalists want to move us into this new system, what's called the Great Reset, that the World Economic Forum has announced, and. Um, you know, so it's, it's it's sending this message that you know we're we're now in control. <clears throat> you know, don't don't try to do anything, and um, um, you know, so I, I think that's one of the one of the things that's being accomplished here. But I'm, I'm sure there, there's multiple, uh, you know, missions that are being accomplished. All right, well, let me ask you this, okay. this military. Uh, let me ask you another question then. There was a theory um, by, Q, by QAnon, and I only heard about QAnon back in either mid-January or late-January of this year. 
And the uh, philosophy was, and the rumor was, that Trump was supposed to declare martial law. And he was supposed to do that before he got, uh, you know, before January 20th and January 21st. And there were supposed mm-hmm. to be arrests made. Do you think possibly that uh, Biden and his administration, Pelosi um, and the rest, do you think they might be afraid of future arrests? And that's why they may have the military there. You know, my, I'm, I haven't had a chance to really look into the whole QAnon thing, but my my, my general you know, sense is that um, just looking at how everything has transpired, yeah, this gave people a lot of hope that the you know the right thing would happen, right? But now we're, we're two and a half months past that point, and nothing's happened. So, I think possibly this whole QAnon thing is 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 another psychological operation of the of the government or the deep state or something like that, and it's it's accomplishing sort of multiple things. They they gave people sort of false hope, and so that nobody actually did anything, and. Um, you know, it's all very complicated stuff, and there's there's literally think tanks and different organizations behind the scenes that spend billions and billions of dollars to manipulate the public. And so, is was was this part of that thing? Maybe. Um, you know, I, no nobody knows for sure. You know, but I've I've heard all the same things you've heard, and you yeah, know, but we're now two and a half months yeah, past, past that point. Yeah. I don't. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with yeah, Troy, and, and I agree with you. I don't. I don't buy that, uh, that that conspiracy, but I do agree with Troy in regards to the, uh, the, the this whole great reset aspect of it. But that's great question. Six zero five four nine six. Great question. Five one two nine six one. Do you have a question for Troy? Actually, I have a comment. Oh, okay. You have a comment. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I guess a little comment. So the National Guard is all around the White House. Could it be because the Democrats stole the election and now they're protecting you know, the Democrats? Because I don't know. Because I've never seen anything when Trump was president. There was no... Um, Nobody around the White House, you know, trying to protect them. So I just think that he's underground and letting them, everybody else do the work. Mm. What, what, what do you think about that, Troy? So I don't know. Well, well, I don't know yeah, if I worded that correctly. Is. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, very good. Very good comment. Oh, what do you, yeah, somebody's yeah, got background noise, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it, it is unprecedented. I, I don't recall a time, you know, I've studied American history where you had that this kind of military occupation. You know, probably during the Civil War, you had something like this. But you know, in modern times, we haven't had anything like this. And so, uh, you know, you, you essentially raise a valid point. And and I think it's it, it's it's uh, it, it's sending a message. It's sending a message that um, you know we're, we're in control. There's nothing you can do about it, and you know that that's what they want to convey, you know. But but of course, what, what what's being forgotten here is this, this is America. You know, we have a constitution and a declaration of independence. We have the First Amendment, and uh, you know we're a nation of laws. And and you know in general, you know this is a, a country sort of founded on Judeo-Christian principles and out of that grew the incredible freedoms that we have and uh, we still have you know uh, state legislatures we still have you know local politicians and and so right now I'm hearing there's many people running for different offices all over the country and um, you know so it's I mean essentially what happened is is for decades the the, the church didn't talk about this stuff to the largest extent and and uh, and most most people, you know, just sort of concentrated on their jobs and their families and and their lives, and we disengage from you know from civics from the from the government, and and now we're we're reaping the consequences of this because we we didn't cherish these freedoms that you know God gave us, and so we're we're at this this crucial crossroads in the history of this country and the, potentially the history of the world, and and you know the more we you know get involved and. And pray and draw closer to God, 
um, you know, uh, you know, the better better things will be. Right. Uh, I think one of the reasons why you're saying. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I think one of the reasons, um, and to buffer what you were saying about we've gotten away from it. Actually, not to not to buttress what you were saying, but the kind of rebuke it is. In fact, you can't um, underestimate the power of brainwashing. Over the last 20 or 30 mm-hmm. years, if the communists mm-hmm. have made more than just um, simplistic inroads into the academic structure of America, they've managed to brainwash Americans into believing that um, America is bad, America right. is racist. Um, right. And as a result, it's not because of complacency that we've gotten to this particular point. It's because of brainwashing. Because when you go through school, you automatically accept as true what the textbooks say and what the uh, professors say. I was that way. 99% of all students are that way. So when Gen Gen X and the millennials have graduated from school, they kind of have a bad idea of what's going on in America. Plus, they're officially rewriting the history books to to further make sure that those ideas of anti-America are being reinforced. So I'd like to I'd like to know if anybody any real solutions other than going and um, running for office. Go ahead, Troy. Well, what, what, what you know, you know, I mean, what you just said is, is entirely true. There's there's been a, a systemic uh, you know brainwashing and and uh, indoctrination of se- several generations now. You know, and it shows in the polls. You know, many of the younger generations are in favor of socialism, even even communism. And we, we've seen this infiltration uh-huh. and, and uh, indoctrination for decades now, and they've, you know, g- gained a very strong footholds throughout pretty much all sectors of society. And, uh, um, you know, essentially this, this book we wrote, The Military Guide to Armageddon, it's, it's, it's not really political, so this sort of stepping outside of the, what we wrote about this, it's mainly a, a spiritual warfare kind of book. And so what, what we encourage in this book is people to, you know, put on the full armor of God. You know, the Bible talks about, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And, and the book essentially tries to teach people how to walk into supernatural power, protection, and provision of the Holy Spirit. And, and ultimately, um, you know, politics is important. You know, we've, we didn't engage like we should have in, in our political system, and now we're, you know, paying the price for this. But, you know, as, as a Christian, our primary uh, mission here on earth, especially if we truly are moving to the end times, is to bring as many people into God's kingdom as possible with the, with the time we have left. And so that's that's primarily the mission the colonel and I have, and we're trying to encourage people to you know, draw closer to God, grow in their faith, become, you know, warriors of God, end times warriors of God, doing God's will and, and spreading the gospel. And so this book sort of takes you through the, the different, you know, biblical wisdom that, uh, you know, shows you how to, how to, you know, be, be a you know, soldier of Christ, uh, you know, as we move into these events. So as, as far as solutions to everything that's going on, uh, I, I think that's the greatest solution we have is just is prayer, drawing closer to God, re- returning to our, our roots of our faith. Now, your, uh, Troy, your hmm. training manual, the training manual that uh, will teach you to empower yourself, can you break down the different options, the different points that you are bringing up on, in your book? Like being a... Yeah, so, the, so what the, in, the, in the military guide to Armageddon, what the colonel does, he takes three decades of his experience as a chaplain and as a colonel in the military, and, uh, you know, because the, the Bible is full of battles and, and images of warfare. It actually refers to God as the Lord God of armies. You know, the angels in heaven are organized in military fashion. And uh, King David was in 60 of the Bible's 90 battles. In fact, at, at West Point and the different, you know, military colleges, they actually study the Bible. They study King David, you know, to learn how to be good soldiers. And so the Bible is full of all this military stuff. And so the, the colonel takes all that stuff and he translates you know, what, what the military knows about, you know, fighting wars into, you know, spiritual combat terms. So the book is designed to take you through what's called the making of a warrior process. And each chapter has exercises in the Bible verses and colonel tells stories and, and sort of nuggets of, of biblical wisdom. And it helps people, you know, become, you know, grow in their faith and become stronger 
and, and win in these spiritual battles with the enemy, the, the devil, essentially. There's a great spiritual battle going on behind the scenes involving angels and demons, and, uh, and we're sort of in the middle here, caught, caught in this great battle. And, uh, and this book teaches you how to win, how to be victorious in this battle, and it's essentially relying on the power of God. And so we believe that's going to be critical as we move into this, this period of history, you know, as, as we lose more religious freedoms, as persecution increases and all these kind of things. Um, and this is essentially what all, if you look at all the, the heroes in the Bible, all the Bible characters, many of them are flawed, just regular people that God used in extraordinary ways. Uh, you know, 11 of the 12 disciples were martyred for their faith. Uh, if you look at King David, you know, I mean, he, he committed adultery and then, um, uh, you know, tried to have the, or actually had the, the husband of Bathsheba uh, sent to the front lines where he was killed. But, but you know, God saves a man for his own heart because he obeyed the will of God and he was a great warrior. So even though if you have, you have flawed, you've sinned, you know, we all have, uh, you know, God can still use us. And so that's the, the message of encouragement is that God can use us. He's got a great purpose for our lives. And if you think about it, this is actually one of the most exciting times in history to be a believer because if, if all this stuff truly is happening, you know, God can use us in incredible ways, just like he used these, these figures in the Old Testament and the New Testament. So the book is very encouraging in that regard. It's become a number one bestseller. It hit like 127 out of 33 million books on Amazon. And we've just had you know, a phenomenal reaction to it. Fantastic. Yeah, looking forward to purchasing the book. 314-381, do you have a question for Troy? Yeah, I was going to say maybe the reason the National Guard is to stay through the fall is because Joe Biden may be removed. And that process with Harris taking his place, it may not be favorable. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. Fantastic. Troy, your response. Well, yeah, there's, there's been these concerns over the last couple of weeks about, you know, President Biden, some of the comments he's made about uh, something like, uh, I think he's speaking in Texas, he says, what am I, what, you know, what am I doing here or something like that. I think it's the exact, exact wording. But, there's, yeah, there, there's obviously concerns about, you know, because he's getting older, you know, could there be some d- dementia going on. And then, you know, before the election, there was all this speculation that maybe this was all sort of part of the plan, right? They, right. You know, the, Pelosi had, had raised the question about the 25th, I think it was the 25th Amendment, where they could remove a president if they, you know, are, are not cognitively altogether. All and, um, you know, so was that, is this part of the plan all along? And then Kamala Harris could become president and then, you know, name some kind of, you know, new vice president. I don't know if this will all transpire, but there's... I think there's a, a letter that I read about uh, sent by a number of Democrats, um, you know, especially concerns about, um, you know, the, the, the nuclear, um, you know, ability to yeah, they wrote launch a, letter, a nuclear. I mean, yeah, Pelosi. Yeah, Pelosi spared yeah. a letter to try to get the power away from um, from Biden. They also want to take away his military power besides just his finger on the red button. So they're actually trying to. They may actually implement the 25th Amendment um, in a few months. That's right. I, well, let me I, ask I you guys four, another I, question yes. real quick. On the, on the uh, events that happened in the Capitol, that had to be planned. It had to be planning for because there was porter powers, porter potties there nearby. And those would have had to have been ordered. An order would have had to went on went through to the company to provide those way before that date. So apparently it was planning for people to be there and provide facilities for them in order to use the bathroom. What's your pick on that? <laughs> Troy? Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard about that, but yeah, there, there's been a lot of speculation that this whole thing was planned, you know, from the, from the get go. I don't know if it's true or not. I haven't, you know, seen, seen that evidence yet, but 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 if you if you just you know in, in my research over the key events that have happened over the last several decades, uh, it's it's a question you know were, were many of these things planned were they were they designed to, you know affect us psychologically to brainwash us that kind of thing and uh, you know uh, further the agenda of of the, of the globalist elite and you know so it's a 
it's, well, we're living in a very interesting time. You know, the Bible talks about a, a great deception that will occur in the last days. And there's also been, you know, many scholars are puzzled over what that might be. But it just seems with all the deceit and, and deception that we're, we're watching unfold now that, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the matrix now, as, you know, as a, 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 the great old film, you know, <laughs> red pill, blue, blue pill, and which one are you going to take? <laughs> well, Thank anyway, you very much. Uh, yeah, it was a great film. Oh, yeah. All right. Do you have, have a good one? Thank you. Thank you for your question. Uh, Troy, in regards to the U.S. military now, it's going in a different direction also. Uh, the Space Force. You know, we have we have China, we have Russia out there putting satellites. Is that part of the biblical times? You know, with the X-Force, the X-Force now, you know, we're basically, they could be jamming our communication satellites and GPS satellites, and they could basically directly impact our energy systems with lasers. Is that part of it? Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the the Bible talks about uh, the, the, the Satan being the prince of the power of the air, and um, you know, of course, uh, you know, that, that's a reference to the to the spiritual realm. But you know, also, um, you know, our communications, you know, move, move through airwaves, and and now we, you know, we've gone to the moon where we have space probes going to Mars. You know, in fact, I've, I've read different books in recent years about. Uh, you know, supposed, uh, you know, UFO presence and all those different things that people are fascinated with. You know, Amazon and TV has been filled with those kind of shows for, for decades now. And so you, so you wonder, you know, what exactly is happening here? Is, is, that, is, that, is that another PSYOP or is there, you know, what, what exactly is going on there? So there's, there's been speculation in the Bible prophecy community for, for decades now. There's actually a book that came out back in 1970, I forget the title, <laughs> from a pastor, but he, he was one of, the, one of the first to sort of raise the question, could the great deception be some kind of UFO thing? So if you, if, if the government, you know, with the different technologies have now could s- simulate some kind of a, you know, UFO uh, encounter or, you know, something, you know, there's, there's different things that they may have. Uh, technology to, yeah. To, yeah. You know, could, could that be part of the? So here, here, here comes the aliens. There, they've got the answers for all our problems. And now, if you just sort of follow their solution, everything will be okay. You know, so that that's one of the things that uh, uh, different, you know, uh, Bible prophecy guys have wondered about. And you know, so with the U.S. Space Force and all the different uh, things we're hearing about, you know, could, could that be part of this deception, or maybe just you know, there's so much deceptive stuff going on. The, you know, who knows what which way it's going to come. Can you do you have anything your... in your books? Do you have anything hold in your on. books that's practical? Six oh five. Hold on, hold on. I just want to. Can you provide for our okay. audience uh, your your website? Oh, okay. Yeah, my website's uh, TroyAnderson.us, and we also have the Colonel and I have a ministry called Battle Ready Ministries. We're doing. Uh, uh, conferences and, and boot camps at churches and other venues. That's battle-ready.org. Okay. And then this the the new book, the Military Guide to Armageddon. It, it's available pretty much anywhere: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Christian Book, you know, Target, Walmart, you know, that, that kind of thing. Go ahead, six zero five four nine six. Okay. Well, besides the instructions on how to combat uh, in spiritual warfare. Do you have any practical plans in your books or seminars about what to do here on Earth um, against a government that is as corrupt as it is now? Yeah, so so in the book, the you know the, there's there's several chapters that cover um, you know sort of the weapons of our warfare, you know, helping people discover the different gifts that God has given them, uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, discernment, uh, prophecy. Um, uh, all, all the different gifts, I think, that are in I asked for Other than prayer. Yeah, we have a chapter called Prepping for the End Times. It's uh, chapter 14 in the book. Mm-hmm. And, and the colonel sort of takes, you know, everything he's learned over the years and, and puts that into one chapter that tells you, you know, the different kind of things you'd, you'd want to buy. You know, to be prepared for any kind of disaster. I mean, we have disasters occurring all the time here in America now, and throughout the world. And so, this is just a whole chapter dedicated to the the practical kind of things that 
that you need to do just to be prudent. You know, the, the Bible book of Proverbs talks about, you know, the prudent man prepares for disaster, you know, and, and stores up and that kind of thing. So it's just, just wise to be prepared for anything that might, might happen here. And so we have a whole, whole chapter uh, dedicated to that. Seven three two. Okay, uh, Mark, thank you. you wanna? Yeah, Mark, you wanna? Yeah, do I just our wanna commercial say, uh, for thank you. Uh, wanted yep. to say thank you to our guest, and that was sponsored by Students for a Better Future. Fantastic. Seven three two eight six five. Do you have a comment or a question for our guest uh, Troy Anderson? That's me, buddy. I mean seven three two five three nine. Okay. Apparently not. So, Troy, uh, the next part is in regards to the the situation with having the National Guard in D.C., but also a lot of them have been getting sick. You know, they've been given really bad food. What, what's your take on that, on that whole um, scenario of these individuals that are basically defending the Capitol are getting treated really horrible with horrible food, and they're getting sick. Yeah, I mean, it's just a travesty to, you know, invite these guys who, you know, protect our country. You know, I mean, there's a very small percentage of people that nowadays go into the military, and, and these are people, and the military actually has trouble recruiting people in the military because they got to find people that are sort of selfless. They're willing to put their lives on the line for their country. They're very patriotic. They believe in their country. And so, you know, these people that are, are protecting us, you know, and so, and so, to, you know, to put them in, you know, have them sleep in a parking garage or not to provide them, you know, right kind of food is, is you know, it's just, it's just not right. And so, you know, we need to treat our soldiers better. You know, this, this is one of the reasons why I, I agreed to help the colonel write this book. I remember he got a hold of me in, in uh, early 2018, right after Trumpocalypse came out, and he'd written a book and was praying at that time, it was called The Making of a Warrior. And he was praying, asking God, to, you know, I've written this book, but now what do I do? And he said the Lord, uh, uh, apparently my name was at the top of his LinkedIn page, and, and he said that God told him, get a hold of Troy, help you get his book published. And so he, he got a hold of me, and I remember thinking when he when he called me, because we've written these two books, The Babylon Code and Tropocalypse, we're laying out all the stuff we've been talking about here. Uh, but it, it's hard to get this message out, you know, it's, especially, you know, five years ago. It was, it was, a, it was an uphill, uphill battle. And I, and I thought to myself when the colonel called me, if I knew about these Gallup polls that show like 70 80% of Americans highly respect the military. It's far higher than any other profession. I think pastors are like, you know, 50%. And then, you know, Congress is like at 10 percent and the media is like 8 percent or something like that. And so I thought if America and the church will listen to anybody about the dangers we're facing, about Bible prophecy, about the end times, about what's really happened, they'll listen to a U.S. Army chaplain and colonel. And so, you know, these people in the military, they, they put their lives in their line. You know, my, my dad fought in the Korean War. My uncle you know, got shot twice by the Nazis in, in World War II and and I had a, a great grandfather fought in the Civil War, and I understand maybe the one in the Revolutionary War. And so, you know, it's all these people, and many of us have ancestors that fought in different wars and stuff, and they, they, they died, they got wounded. And, you know, a lot of the, there's a high suicide rate among, uh, you know, military guys and, and, and women today. And so these, these people go through a lot for us, and so they need to be treated properly. And, um, and you know, they, 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 they deserve the respect. Of, of of what they're doing for our country, which is you know protecting us and, and protecting freedom. Correct. You know, primarily. Five one two nine six one. You have a question for Troy. Hello. Oh, oh that's me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah just go ahead and and, and um, we got two minute um, a minute and forty four seconds. Okay, so what I was going to say is about the military and what they're teaching nowadays. I mean, the military, as it goes up, is not going to be the way it should be. It's not going to be the way we teach them now. It's going to be totally opposite of what we taught them before. Hmm. I don't know. Is that your is that your comment? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to figure out how the military can be trained 
and work like they do now than later, you know, because you got all this other crap that's building up, all this Biden shit. What are they going to teach our military? Yep. All right, we got we got sixty seconds. Uh, Troy, last words and uh, on this. Thank you, Cola. Well, yeah. Well, what I'd say is, I mean, I mean, we saw some of this under the uh, Obama administration, sort of these these strange changes that they wanted the military to undergo in different different focuses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I would just anybody in the military listening to this interview, I just say, you know, I, I encourage you. You know, we, we are grateful for your service to this country. And um, I would encourage you to, uh, you know, pull, you know, to, to, to yeah. go towards the mission that that uh, you felt called to do. And uh, and this book, mm-hmm. The Military Guide Armageddon, will help inspire and encourage you to, you know, to stay on course and and ultimately uh, uh, draw draw closer to God. Thank you, mm-hmm. Troy. Thank you for coming on tonight. I. Uh, we had a really really great time, and please come back and. Uh, Send our regards to uh, the colonel. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. It's a great honor. All right. Thank you, guests. Uh, Thank you, listening audience. And thank you, Mark. And we'll have another great guest next week. We'll have another great guest next week on the Cisco and Falzone Hour. All right. God bless America. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.